Hello, and thank you for subscribing to the Defining Marriage Podcast. Every week we come to you with marriage equality news, except last week, I'm sorry, friends, we, we missed a week, didn't we? Boo, boo, boo. That's the missed a week sound. It's a penalty. You had it coming. You had it coming. You only had yourselves to blame. <sighs> so here's the thing. We were traveling, and also we recorded an episode, and it was actually really good. It was with... Uh, I think it was good. You don't have to think it's good. You're wrong. It was with our, our good friend and family member, Jim Reedy, who listens to the podcast every week. And uh, we're visiting uh, him in Chicago, along with his lovely wife, Michaela. Yes. And uh, we recorded a whole episode. And then the mic did a little fizzle. And uh, we got a, an ugly-sounding episode, so we decided not to put it up. They're all ugly-sounding episodes, but we choose to put most of them up because uh, we don't care. We like to inflict this on people, I suppose? We do. Well, uh, it's sort of a, a dumb sub-relationship we have with the listeners. Mm. Funny that you should mention that, because we were just at the International Men of Leather. That's not the name. Yes, it is. Wait, no, it's International Mr. Leather. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You have caused quite a controversy on the internet. Yeah. So we were in Chicago. I was covering International Mr. Leather mm -hmm. for a variety of publications. Uh, I have photos on The Advocate. You can see them at uh, theadvocate.com right now. Uh, I'm also going to be having an article appearing shortly in The Stranger here in Seattle. And, uh, yeah, so when the photos... Are The Advocate and The Stranger two of the gods of the seven? Yes, there's the uh, the midwife, the pork rind, the bachelor pad. I don't remember. I don't remember what any of them are. There's there's uh, the stranger, the fishmonger, the fishmonger, mm -hmm. the the lady, no, the maiden, the mother, the mother. That's her. The prepuce, the prepuce. Yeah, this is starting to. I think we may have gotten more than seven now. The baloney pony. Yep. She's great. Anyway, uh, friends, thank you so much for joining us. We are back from international. Mr. Leather. Well, explain the controversy. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Teach oh, the controversy. Grief. So, these photos went up, and I didn't write anything. I didn't write the captions. I didn't have anything to do with the text. Uh, but the advocate identified the people in the photos as the international men of leather, which caused some uh, consternation. Uh, because Why is that? The contest is called International Mr. Leather. But the people who go to it, I don't know, I think you could fairly call them the international men of leather. That seems fair to me. But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, onlookers uh, on the internet uh, had a problem with that. If you can imagine that, people on the internet had a problem with something. And uh, there are a lot of really angry comments about how dare you, how dare you, uh, call, you, you call this by the wrong name, use the wrong M in the abbreviation. So, to be clear, you do not advocate the captions used by the advocate. I don't. I stole that joke from Bill Fair. He delivered it much better <laughs> on another podcast about 10 years ago. Oh, good. We're taking you on a, on a walk through podcast history. It was, uh, he was pretending to be Judy Garland, and he was reacting to a negative review of Liza with a Z. How no. negative? What? I'm wrong. Oh. It might have been that episode. However, it was um, Judy reacting to Bill, the man oh. who plays her. I see. Uh, that's a spoiler alert. What a tangled web we weave. Because Bill did an interview with The Advocate, and Judy pops in and says, I did not advocate that. Oh, I believe that interview might have been with Alonzo Duraldi. Tell me more. Uh, fabulous host, speaking of podcasts, of Linoleum Knife and Linoleum Knife TV, podcast of the cinema and a podcast of the television, uh, Alonzo was working at The Advocate and discovered Bill's podcast through friends, I assume, and uh, was able to arrange that interview. I don't know if he conducted it, but uh, it, it, it happened thanks to his encouragement. As did the Apple. 
Oh, that's right. Alonzo's responsible for so many wonderful things in our lives. The movie The Apple, uh, Judy Cast, and, and that's about it. Pancakes? And pancakes. Pancakes. We went over to their house, Dave and Alonzo, and they made us pancakes years ago. To be fair, Dave made the pancakes. But Alonzo facilitates their lifestyle. Yes, Alonzo and, and the hosting. Alonzo is a sparkling host. He sparkles, all right. Yes, he's a vampire. Oh, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's a Twilight vampire. Yes. Not- I... I I can't imagine he would object to that characterization. Uh, he's the modern Edward. He's the new Edward Cullen. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyway, the point is, uh, every week we gather around this microphone, most weeks, to talk about what's happening with marriage equality and whatnot. Last week, my sister talked about Henry Winkler singing about penises. Oh, I can't believe we lost that episode. Maybe maybe I can restore it. Maybe there I might can find be a some few way. chunks, a few uh, beefy stew blobs. That we could put in. We'll see. We'll see if we can salvage anything. I'll, I'll put some clips at the end of this episode, I suppose, if uh, we're able to pull any salvageable sound bites out of last week's lost episode. Oh, how intriguing. The lost episode. Mm, like our soul is lost. Sure. Uh, yeah, so one of the things that we talked about last week was history. There were some milestones, some, some anniversaries uh, of things in living memory and non-living memory. In this dynamic, which of us is Sherman and which of us is Peabody? Oh, I thought—I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought you were talking about it was going to be some kind of military thing, like and General We marched to the sea? Yeah. Which one of us is Sherman and which one of us is the sea? <laughs> well, you're the sea word. How could you even ask that question? I'm uh, just curious. Obviously, I'm Mr. Peabody. Oh, how dare you. I mean... Good grief. That's not true. You're my boy Sherman. (laughs) See, look how happy you are to be a boy Sherman. But I'd be so happy to be a dog. Well, this is the greatest moral dilemma since Bioshock. Does that mean that you're Mr. Peabody? Do you get to whisk me through time and and confuse me? What do you think? You always confuse me, so I think it's pretty clear. But I'm the nerd. Sure. I guess they're both nerds, aren't they? Very much so. (laughs) It's not like uh, Sherman is like... Uh, some kind of like cool hip greaser well we don't know what his past was like before he settled down and adopted a boy that's true that's true no well oh gosh this is getting confusing we've got some more history to talk about though yeah boy this week is the anniversary of the gay activist alliance zap in new york is that scott baio what scott from skate town usa he was zapped and then he could zap oh yeah and he made the clothes fall off and the boobies came out you know i could not name one of the things that scott baio was actually famous for but i know him from skate town usa and i know him from the movie zapped blah 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 oh blah 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 of course of course we didn't come here to talk nonsense to blah 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 and don't forget about cha 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 chi what's that is that a dance joni loved cha chi oh i've heard of that now is that a show that is connected to henry winkler who is connected to penises who is connected to strong kids safe kids which is connected to my sister yes these are difficult logical gaps to leap because uh the listeners have not heard last week's episode where we connected them i know Anyway, uh, we've talked on this podcast before many, 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 many episodes ago about the Gay Activist Alliance Zap in New York in 1971. Do you remember that? No. But does that stand for something? Is that an acronym? No. Oh. It's just what they called, like, social activism at the time. Okay. Like, people would disrupt things and cause, I guess what you'd call pranks today, and Mm. be weird and uh, for a social cause, and, and they called those zaps. What are some weird things they did? I'm trying to remember of, like, other famous zaps. Jeez, I, usually it was stuff like um, protesting stuff, or I, I don't know, I guess you could consider throwing a pie in the face of Anita Bryant a zap. Okay. Yeah, so disruptions. 
Okay, they disrupted her face. They did. They did. Could use a little disrupting. Oh, uh, oh poor Anita Bryant. She's so, yeah, I know. I don't know why. It's not like she's hurting anybody today. Was it a tasty pie? Oh, there was a joke about it. I can't remember. It was like a. It was a whipped cream pie, but and she said something like, "At least it wasn't a fruit pie." Oh well, good for her. Yeah, she's quick on her toes. Sure. Not quick enough to dodge pies. No. Anyway, so June 4th, 1971. Uh, I remember it well. Yeah. What was that, 45 years ago? That would have been Oof. 45? Uh, yeah. Let's say so. Uh, so around that time, there was a, a priest, Father Robert Clement, who was saying that he was going to marry some gay people together at his church. Oh. And New York City clerk Herman Katz did not care for that. Was he a cat? Let's assume that he was. Okay. Herman Katz. I imagine him being the cat version of Mr. Peabody. Yes. Oh, my God. Herman Katz. What a parallel universe that would be. Sure. What would what would Sherman look like in that universe? Anita Bryant. Yes. With, with a pie just permanently stuck to his face. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So, Herman Katz, city clerk, was like, uh, no, you can't do that. Uh, we're going to sue you if you have these wedding ceremonies and try to marry gay people. Now, was this with an official license, or was this just some hippy-dippy ceremony where they put flowers up their butt and sing Kumbaya? Hippy-dippy. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. But, uh, so, Clement, uh, the, the priest, uh, actually said... We don't, this is a quote, we don't use the term marriage hmm. because that implies a legal concept and a marriage certificate and Bureau of Vital Statistics. statistics. Mm-hmm. All of those. And we are interested in a church concept, which is spiritual. People pledging their love together in the eyes of God and asking for the blessing of God. Mm-hmm. But uh, Herman Katz did not care for it anyway and said he was going to see them. So, uh-huh. what did the Gay Activist Alliance did? They, they had just recently formed. There was the Gay Liberation Front and then a splinter group, the Gay Activist Alliance. Okay. On what grounds were they going to sue? I don't know. He said, if it looks like a marriage and sounds like a marriage, then it's a marriage and it's against the law. So, it's the duck doctrine. Yes, the okay. duck marriage doctrine. Sure. Yeah, so uh, what the Gay Activist Alliance did is they got together and they invaded the marriage license counter, uh, the, the, the office, and just hung out there for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find video of this on the internet. It's actually pretty charming. Uh, it was posted in 2010, I think, uh, of these people in the 1970s, all these long-haired hippies yelling and screaming and, and causing a ruckus in uh, some New York City clerk's office. They're shouting, oh lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz? They served cake. Oh. Yeah, they had a wedding cake. Mm-hmm. They sang guitar songs. And- what? songs oh uh it was probably that one it was that one it was happy birthday mr president bilbo baggins bilbo baggins the ballad of bilbo baggins in the middle of the earth in the land of the shire there's a brave little hobbit that we all admire they also took over the phones Uh so people calling for information about marriage licenses uh would get some like random beardo some random gay beardo picking up the phone and like they'd ask about getting a marriage license be like oh no we only do gay marriages now one ringy dingy yeah, it was. Uh, what's the name of the character? It's. Uh, oh, it's not Ernestine. It's, it's uh, Lily Tomlin. Isn't it Ernestine? Oh, I think it is. Maybe. This Isn't is Ernestine that? That's the truth. You're right. This is Mrs. I think she just said Mrs. Tomlin, didn't she? No, she did. Definitely Mm-mm. did not. Uh, Mr. Beetle was the man on the other end. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Goodness gracious! This is Mrs. Something at the telephone company. Is have I reached the party to whom I am speaking? Oh, Mr. It was Mr. Beetle. It was Mr. Beetle. Hello, oh, Mr. Boy. Beetle. Yeah. Anyway, Contessa Blumpkin. That's her name. So uh, they issued demands, the Gay Activist Alliance. Mm-hmm. Demand number one, that Mr. Katz keep his bureaucratic nose out of gay relationships. Oh, his twitching whiskers. Mm, deedle-deedle-dee, like un- unbewitched. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other demands, gay power to gay lovers. Okay. That's a nice one, I think. Now, how do they know that that has been delivered? I don't know. Okay. How, do you, how do you assure that? With poppers. 
<laughs> the city has to distribute poppers to there all the gay lovers. And it's just, but they're like party poppers, so confetti everywhere. Sure. And that was the origin of the gay pride parade. Wait. Confetti everywhere. Oh, okay. I thought I thought you were actually saying that this was the origin of the pride oh, parade. No, 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 no. Oh, no, you that deceived few, me. That was just two years earlier uh, during Stonewall. Oh, I see. You're the father of lies. Wait, during Stonewall? Well, I mean, Stonewall. So Stonewall happened two years earlier. Okay. And then the next year they had uh, the Christopher Street Parade. Okay. And they had Christopher Street West on California. I think that was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe, was that San Francisco? Anyway, it was in California. Uh, and then pride parades started popping up around uh, the anniversary of Stonewall. Hmm. I, I've never thought about it until now, but we know a Christopher Streeter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he lives in the West. There you go. Yeah. He is the human pride parade. He, he certainly is. He's such a modest man. He is, he is not a pride parade. He is a, he is a lovely person. I don't know. That sounded sarcastic. I didn't mean that sarcastically. <laughs> Everyone, Christopher Streeter is a great guy. And he's in the West. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for, for the history lesson this week. Wait, what have I learned? Oh, sum it, sum it so up. so much. Well, the Gay Activist Alliance, we're coming up on the 45-year anniversary. Good Actually, for them. We just, we just passed the 45-year anniversary of the Gay Activist Alliance, the first uh, marriage counter, Zap, in New York. It doesn't look a day over 50. <laughs> uh, now we look to the future. Oh, boy. July 1st, mm-hmm. 2016. Wait. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought that was the future of the past, but... We're not there yet. Well, I guess it is the future of the past. Everything is at some point. So, on July 1st, uh-huh. HB 1523 goes into effect. Yes. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, 1523. Uh-huh. Uh, so, that's a law. And you don't look a day over 50. In Mississippi, mm-hmm. that would allow clerks to refuse to issue marriage licenses to gay couples. It's oh. one of those. Okay. So, that's going to go into effect July 1st, unless uh, Roberta Kaplan can stop it. She's the attorney sure. mm-hmm. who did a lot of work on marriage equality, and she's still doing the work uh, because uh, Mississippi has this law that they just signed, and uh, she's filed a lawsuit, and she's or somebody else filed a lawsuit, and she's trying to get involved and get the judge to issue an injunction. So, we've only got a few weeks to injunct this before it uh, before it goes into effect. Is she any relation to Gabe Kaplan? Uh, let's assume that she is. Uh, she said They say welcome back every time she arrives in the state. Mm-hmm. Gabe Kaplan, star of Welcome Back, Cotter. Sure. And an episode of Murder, She Wrote, set in a gay bar. Tell me more. Tell oh, me everything. Surely, surely, listeners, you recall the episode of Murder, She Wrote, where she travels to San Francisco. This is season one. She travels to San Francisco to meet... Which oh, cousin? I don't know. One of the cousins. Uh-huh. One of a million cousins. Like the Care Bear cousins. She's I, got so many. I really do think it was a cousin. Um, and uh, the cousin was set to marry this like football player, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but she suspected that the football player that she was about to marry was up to no good because he disappears at nights and she doesn't know where he's going. Turns out he's performing as a drag queen in a gay club a gay bar uh, but he's not gay really he's <laughs> this episode had the craziest depiction of what a gay bar is down to heterosexual football players performing by night well i think you need to start at the very beginning describe for us set the scene well this gay bar club whatever it was lounge restaurant dinner theater you go in it is the classiest place in the west coast it has... It was kind of the Paris Opera House. Yeah, oh my god, there's a maitre d', there's chandeliers hanging from the ceiling, you go up to the... To brightly, the... brightly lit. Oh, it is the brightest lit place in the world. Yeah, lights everywhere, and Jessica Fletcher's like, oh, I'm here to see the show, and he's like, I couldn't possibly fit you in until next month. Like, what is the gay club, where first of all, you needed to get a table. Like, you get a table for the drag show, uh, and then like, you hey, get well, a What was the clientele like? Oh, the clientele is all like... Evening gowns and... Everyone there was Barbara Bush. Even the men. It was just a bunch of Barbara Bushes. Is that 
sitting around circular tables with like floral centerpieces mm-hmm. um having three hundred dollar a plate this was like a fundraiser for ted cruz yeah yeah it really was but san francisco where anything goes i guess sure and uh there's a little pre-show uh where there's a performance uh, by a comedian at uh, some drums who does his own rim shots oh that's right uh and that's gabe kaplan uh-huh, and, he did, and they do some rim shots backstage, too, oh, if you know, you what, know I mean. what I mean. Yes. I don't. That's where you put a shot glass in somebody's butt, and you fill uh, it with booze, and then you eat their butt. You give it a little lick. Sure. Wait, is the shot glass, like, sticking out of their butt? No, it's put so that the rim of the glass lines up with the ring of the rim. Okay. How do you get into it, then? Because it seems like the booze is just trapped forever. We'll demonstrate okay. after the show. Okay. Or, or or describe to me how you think it works. Do you need a proboscis, do you think? I think you'd have to do, like, one of those little butterfly tongues mm-hmm. to, like, slip under the rim mm-hmm. and drink it out. But it's not really a tongue, you know. It's a straw. Wait. So, okay. I'm, I'm going to have to demonstrate this with my hands. So, this is a butthole. Is it ever? Sure. And this is a glass. Oh, listeners, you cannot even imagine the delights James is presenting me with right now. And so you fill the glass up to the top. Bloop, 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 bloop. Not out of the bottle, Out of the though. butthole. Sorry, I only have two hands, so I can't... <laughs> so, so the bottle was just represented by the butthole, but it wasn't really. Okay, so wait, I'm going to shake my hand. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Okay, now it's a bottle. I'm holding okay. a bottle. I'm going to fill the shot glass. This is an amazing magic trick. Bloop, 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 bloop. It's full now. Okay, so now here's a butthole. Uh-huh. It's very wide now because I have to fit one hand inside the other. It sure is. And... Oh, I was imagining it the other way around. So the booze is pouring into the butt? No, 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 no. So it's a shot glass just like sitting on the sitting on the ground. Oh. Or on a table. No, let's do it on a table so people can see. So everyone Absol- gather around, Barbara Bush. Uh-huh. And it's a shot glass just sitting on the table. Mm-hmm. And a man is lowered from the ceiling on, a, on an intricate system of pulleys and tight ropes. Of course. And well, they had that at IML. It goes down, down, down like Griselda. Mm-hmm. And he lowers himself down onto the shot glass. And then he wiggles back and forth and goes, squeaky, 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 squeaky. Uh-huh. And then he's raised back up with a shot glass uh-huh. protruding like a like a glass cork, like a crystal cork from uh, his bottom with the with the whiskey or whatever it is sure. swimming around inside. And there's a goldfish in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, in the, this is a very happy goldfish. Oh, my goodness. Oh. He's three sheets to the How wind. dry I am. <laughs> yes. And the man is suspended over the audience for mm-hmm. the entire show. Oh. And at the end of the show... It's know, a lot of suspense. It is. It is. And suspension. Yes. And everyone gathers around with little Nerf foam bats and they whack at his butt and uh-huh. Can dislodge the shot glass. Uh-huh. They they perch under. This is disgusting. They How is the goldfish doing for the duration of this show? Oh well, he's swum up inside him. Okay, he's, he's up. He's up in there. Okay, he's, he's gone to bed for the night. So we, at the end of the show, does the guy sort of pop his cheeks and the fish flies out with wings? Yes. Okay. It flies right out the window. Yep. Yep. Every night. Every night. Three shows a day. <laughs> and the fish's last words are "So long, folks." <laughs> Yep, it's Gabe Kaplan, the fish, and he twirls his mustache and says, "So long, folks." Flop, 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 flop. Approximately zero percent of what we described is actually in this episode of Murder She Wrote. No, no, the Barbara Bushes are there. Barbara Bushes are there. Incidentally, that's my drag name. Um, the Barbara Bushes. No, is just Barbara true? Bush. Okay, what were we even talking about? Oh, yes, this Mississippi case. Oh, sure. Heavens to Betsy. Uh, yeah, so uh, it goes into effect. It would give clerks the license to say no thank you to gay couples, and it would also allow businesses to say no thank you to gay customers, which they are already allowed to do in Mississippi. 
Okay, so I I go into the marriage man and I say, "Marriage man, I demand my marriage license." And he says, "Who boy, fifteen twenty five says I don't have to give you no marriage license." And then I go to my lawyer. And a fish flies out of your mouth. And a fish flies out of my mouth and into my lawyer's mouth and tells the lawyer everything he needs to know about yes. what just happened. Uh, a quick sidebar. And then the fish flies to the side. What? Anyway, go on. Sure. Um, it's next to the dry bar uh, yes. where oh, the fish gets dry. I am. Uh, that's not what a dry bar is. And then you talk to your lawyer and your lawyer says, sorry, there's nothing I can do. Even if 1523 wasn't the law. Uh, Mississippi doesn't have any public accommodation protection, so... Uh... But, wait, even for a marriage license? Oh, this is a public thing. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying I wanted a big bouquet of roses for my Barbara Bush. Oh, yeah, well, you wouldn't spread for no roses. No. But, uh, yeah, no, no, in that case, uh, your lawyer would say, well, 1523 is passed, so, uh, there's not much we can do, or... Maybe in the next few weeks, uh, Robbie Kaplan and friends will be able to get an injunction or something from a judge to say, uh, no, uh, 1523 is not constitutional. So, okay, but let's say that doesn't happen. You're saying that there's no way to challenge it? Oh, yeah, then you would have to file another lawsuit now that you have an injury. Right, I've been injured. Ouch! Yes. Oh, oh, my heart's broken! Okay. (laughs) Unbreak my heart with money. I want to be remunerated for my broken heart. Well, you make a very convincing case. Unbreak Your lawyer, this is an open and shut case. He'll have you just perform. It'll just be a microphone set up in the courtroom. You'll perform that song. The audience will leap to its... We call them the audience. I mean, the it's all term, fish. It's all Gabe yes. Kaplan fish. I, you know, I'm thinking of the jury, but really the audience oh, is what the jury is. I see. Uh, and they're all fish, and they leap to their fins mm-hmm. and start clapping their other fins together mm-hmm. and blowing bubbles sure and uh then you get that's mad. my other drag name blowing bubbles sure <laughs> or what, what? I, I turn to the jury and i say ladies and gentlemen of the jury i have suffered an injury it wasn't to my knee it wasn't to my nose it wasn't to my balls it wasn't to my clothes oh no Oh, no, 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 it was my heart. Unbreak my heart, my fish, and accept my fist. They're all crying at this point. I want to be married. Okay, Uh, then that happens. I I mean, I think it's pretty likely that this law is definitely unconstitutional because it singles out LGBTs and nobody else, which you can't do. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're stuck with it for now. Sure. And it'll be costly to defend and it'll be costly to fight. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll just drain all of our coffers until it's Mad Max time. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of costly, Florida just settled uh, its lawsuit over the gay marriage stuff. Like the remuneration of, of for the lawyers, like they're they're entitled to recoup their costs from the state because it was a civil rights case, and uh, so Florida's going to pay them a half million dollars. Okay. How much are they paying Anita Bryant? I don't know. Well, I mean, for her services related to uh, orange juice, she gets a juice stipend, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, she gets, gets a little juice every year. Sure. Uh, Mm, they say, here's your juice, lady. They back it up to her house and just fill a swimming pool. And then she can swim in juice for the next year. Sticky. That would be gross. It would be terrible. Could you imagine orange swimming in orange juice and coming out and having it in your oh, hair? Oh, God. No. Well, I mean, she's had pie in her hair, so it's probably not worse. She, oh, boy. The things she's had in her hair. <laughs> I bet that's true. Mm. I mean, there's a reason it's so, it's so stiff and perky. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's been whipped to a stiff peak. While we're in the South, uh-huh. maybe we should talk a little about Judge Roy Moore. Uh, him again. Him again. Uh-huh. Every week he's fucking in the news. Uh, so this time, mm-hmm. uh, there's this organization called the Foundation for Moral Law. Yep. They are, yeah, I know. They are promoting uh, this idea that uh, he should be nominated to the U.S. Supreme Court. Magnificent. Instead of that other Merrick Garland fella, mm-hmm. withdraw that. Just nominate Judge Roy Moore to the U.S. Supreme Court. Yeah, Obama's going to get right on yes. that. Uh, yeah, Donald Trump actually might. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It'll be, it'll be somebody that he can con- that Trump can control. Or yeah. I, Roy, yeah. Anyway, so this bright idea is being promoted by the Foundation for Moral Law. You'll never guess uh, who the president for the Foundation for Moral Law is. Jesus. <laughs> uh, well, so it was founded by Judge Roy Moore. Okay. He was, he was the president for a long time. But mm-hmm. to be fair, he isn't anymore. Uh-huh. Now it's his wife. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay, so it isn't any more. It's another more now. Yeah, yeah. Never more. Uh, is that the opposition's uh, tagline? Because it's not a bad one. It's actually pretty good. Yeah. Never more. Are they going to run a talking raven against him? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that talking raven has a better idea of the Constitution than he does. It's Raven Simone. It's, she oh, has a yes. great idea of the Constitution. It's true, because she does talk. Mm-hmm. Perfect. She, she's the original talking raven. She is. Oh, my goodness. That is a contest I would like to see. Mm-hmm. And we, she may be the three-eyed raven, for all we know. I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen her naked. <laughs> not oh, yet. Okay. All right. Not yet. No, well, I mean, you're not going to if she has to go to the Supreme Court wearing all those robes, or maybe she'll be the first nude Supreme Court justice. I think that that should be her first act of business. Yeah, it'll just be the lace collar. It's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg's lace collar, mm-hmm. but it's just the collar. And not on her neck. Yes. We saw some naked ladies today on Game of Thrones, didn't we? Sure. There was a real munch. Yeah. Very unexpected. John- I love that the sister. Ah, oh, she's not Asha on the in the on the show, is she? What's Yara, her name? Yara. Okay. She's Yara on the show. Yar. Because she's a pirate. That's why. <laughs> it really is fitting. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. now a pirate. Uh, what a delight pirate. that she's that she's a lesbian lady. Sure, she likes to chomp a boob, or she might be bisexual. We don't know. All we know is that she likes to chomp a boob, and she was uh, she was going for it. She really was. Yeah. I'm so happy. I feel like that is one of the few characters on the show that I like better on the show than in the books, and mm-hmm. I loved her in the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, But she is spunky and fun, and that actress is fantastic. Yeah, she's great. I would be totally okay with a spinoff about that actress when we're all done with whatever's going on in Game of Thrones. So not the character, just the actress. Oh, well... Like behind the scenes with with Betty Boob Munch. Yes, it's just her munching boobs. Perfect. Yeah, that's that the name could of the be show. a hit. I mean, HBO. Her uh, munching boobs is the name of the show. Yep. Just and somebody's doing uh, exposition in the background, and that's what gets her horny. Yep. She stoops to conquer. <laughs> that's great. Good for her. Keep stooping, lady. Mm-hmm. So wait, back away from stooping and on to stooping. Tell me more about Roy Moore and his wife. He stoops her in 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 her boobs. Yep. He, he that's what they like to do. He doesn't want to get her pregnant, so God has told him oh. to just kind of rub between her boobs. No, does he have kids? He probably does. He's probably. Pretty, he's been married for a long time at this point. He's elderly, so sure, he probably is. He can't look at the breasts though, so he has to put seashells over them, <laughs> like the Little Mermaid, oh. and uh, under the sea. Oh God! Is that how they have their intercourse? Yep, uh, and you they know do it under the sea. For. I, I'm not going to say it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, should we go a little bit further south? Not Wait, on the body, but geographically. Oh, uh, I thought we already were in Florida. How far are we going? Mexico. Oh. Oh, there's life below Florida? Well, I don't know if you can call it living, but... Oh, God. Uh, I, I don't know. It was supposed to be a Florida dig, but it sounded like a Mexico dig. It did. You've, there's a new <laughs> Trump. So, Mexico Mormons. 
Okay. You I know that's a thing. Yes. Yeah, so you remember the Mormon church? Yeah, my, my favorite church. They had some harsh words for LGBTs and their marriages thereof in the United States, but uh-huh. uh, there's not much they can do about it here now, mm-hmm. but there is something they can do about it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So they have been arranging for all the Mexican Mormons to hear speeches about the importance of, uh, quote, the family, this is, I assume, a translation, is ordained of God and marriage between man and woman is essential to his eternal plan. Mm-hmm. They're basically doing exactly what they did in the United States. Uh, in Mexico, because it looks like Mexico might get marriage equality sometime soon. Okay. How influential is the Church of Latter-day Saints of Jesus Christ Not uh, very. in Mexico? Not very. There are 1.4 million Mormons in Mexico. Total population is 122 million. So less than 1% of the population is Mormon. Okay. Uh, how influential are they? Not very, but they do have a lot of money, so... Sure, uh, and so does know. the Catholic Church, and I imagine that has a bit more sway. Yes. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, the polling is actually okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The most recent poll that I could find was from t- 2013. Uh, 49% were in favor of marriage equality, 43% were opposed to marriage equality. So that's pretty good, and that's three years ago. Okay. So, I mean, that's actually pretty close to where the U.S. is. Mm-hmm. Um, there are already six states in Mexico that have uh, marriage equality, and mm-hmm. three more are coming online soon. And the remaining percent are in favor of replacing cane sugar with corn syrup in their <laughs> Coca-Cola. Yes. The two most pressing issues facing the Mexican people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what's going on in Mexico, and, and uh, U.S. Mormons are... Uh, meddling a bit. Well, I don't know if the Mormons are doing it, but their organization, their leadership is doing it. Uh, well, going, God is doing it through oh, the church. Of course, of course. That's right. That's right. He's, he's whispering in their ear. Sweet nothings. Oh, that's Randy. Unbreak my heart. <laughs> that's what he's whispering. Uh, that no, would be unexpected. He's whispering kiss from a rose. I am searching for a transition here, some sort of segue to the final story of the week. Uh, you don't know what it is, so I don't know how you're going to give I me can't, a transition. Yeah, I can't help you. So here's the deal. The March for Marriage is coming up. Okay. The March for Marriage is not in March. Oh. It's in June. Okay. June 25th. Okay. So every year, the national... June is busting out all over. With marches. It's confusing, isn't it? June's busting out with marches. So every year, the National Organization for Marriage protests the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that gave us marriage equality. Wait, every year? How many years have we had that ruling? Uh, Not very many. Oh, okay. So (laughs) uh, let me back that up a little bit. Uh, They are doing that this year. Okay. I misspoke. In past years, they've been having the rallies to protest marriage equality in general. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think 2015, was 2015? No, it was 2013 was the first time that they had one. Okay. Uh, that was when the U.S. Supreme Court was hearing the um, Prop 8 case and the DOMA case. And so the National Organization for Marriage got all these people to bust down from New York and, and uh, elsewhere, but mostly New York, and just marched through the streets waving banners and banging on drums and holding signs about the importance of man-woman marriage. <laughs> Is that what they said? Man-woman marriage? Essentially. Huh. Yeah. Uh, they're cave people? It, it does sound like that. Well, you remember, this is in my book. It's Importance, in very... man, woman, marriage. <laughs> it's uh, the first chapter. There's that slogan, who is uh, imperfect man to judge God perfect plan. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's from. That was the March for Marriage in 2013. Oh, Every okay. year it gets a little smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And mm-hmm. so they're going to be marching again on June 25th to protest the Supreme Court. Okay. We are also marching, this is a quote, we are also marching, they say, to protest the imposition of a dangerous gender ideology by LGBT extremists in the Obama administration. 
They want to risk the privacy and safety of girls and women by allowing men who claim a female gender identity to force their way into bathroom showers, changing areas, and locker rooms. Okay. Why? So Nam's mandate was to stop boy-boy and girl-girl marriage. That is correct. Why this now? Why this? Why this? Because they have to justify their existence. They lost. They're never going to be able to win. And so they got to do something to keep the money coming in, which it almost certainly isn't. Okay. But I mean, what does this have to do with marriage? Nothing. Nothing. They cannot make the claim. The best claim they can make, the best little connection. I've seen mm-hmm. is that they're saying, well, this is all part of the whole big gender is mutable and uh, it's meaningless and it's not given to us by God the Creator. We're mocking the idea that that men and women are different in special and unique ways. And so, whether it's marriage or bathrooms or locker rooms or people uh, getting elective surgery because transgender is not a real thing, whatever it is, uh, it's a mocking God uh, who made men and women separate. I wonder how many of them have gender-neutral bathrooms in their homes? Oh, I'm sure none of them do. Okay. They must all have a men's room and a women's room in the home. Mm -hmm. Because God made the the men and the women so unique in the way that they they poop and pee (laughs) that they can't use the same facilities. To be fair, Mm -hmm. most people's home bathrooms are single-user. What? I know. I know you don't always abide by this by this guideline. I just pee in the sink. We don't even have a bathroom, honestly. I got sure. rid of it years ago. You mm-hmm. never even noticed. It's where you bathe as well. Yeah, in the sink, like a baby, like a boudoir baby. I shrink myself down and get all sudsy. That is, it is so strange when I come home to that. And you're, you're splashing around. There's a little rubber ducky floating in the sink. Mm-hmm. I'm and using the uh, the dish brush on my back. That's right. Yeah, the dish wand that, that you got. This is actually a thing that you purchased a long time ago, and. I don't know how to use it. Why don't... What? <laughs> you fill it's it with got, a little bit of soap. I know, and you scrub, but I can't get the soap to come out of the handle part that you fill up with soap. Oh, well, that's it, you all over, isn't it? Uh, I wish. I wish there was soap all over me. I'd be nice and tidy. It is sweaty and hot today in Seattle, everybody. It is yuck. Yeah, I had the air conditioner running in this room, but then I had to turn it off to record, and look, it got really hot. I know. I can smell your stink. Can you? No. We both smell marvelous because we've been scrubbing ourselves with dish soap. In the bath in the bath sink. Are you still shrunken down? Are you still uh, are you still baby sized right now? Goo gaga yeah that is an implausible size difference. <laughs> All right. I can't. I can't with the baby. I can't. I just, I don't know why it upsets me. The baby Unbreak is not... my heart. I'm baby. The baby love me. I like to wash my perennial because it's perennially is... dirty. It, the baby has too much carnal knowledge. Did you know that when it snows, my... My dick becomes larger. So now it's like... I like the snow on my balls. This is one of those commercials where it's just a medley of songs scrolling by to advertise a, a cassette collection of, of the oldies. I've looked at love from both sides now, from baby size and in a cow. The boudoir baby's voice is slowly becoming that of the Cheerios bee. <laughs> I'm a honey of it oh no. Oh, now it's back. Something bad happened there. Mama. Do we have anything else that we need to discuss this week? I don't know that we need to discuss any of that. Did we need to talk about the baby? Not the baby. 
baby, you fool. All the, uh, what happened this week to the marriage? Oh, so man? many things, so many things. Okay. There's the anniversary of uh, the, the Zap. Oh, the Mexico right. Mormons getting all hot and bothered. Ooh. There's the March for Marriage coming up. Mark your calendars for that. Dredge mm-hmm. Roy Moore wants to be on the U.S. Supreme Court, or at least his wife thinks he should be on the U.S. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. That'll be the day. Uh, Mississippi has got some laws flapping around like a like a demented bat. Sure. And then we've got an episode, a lost episode, that uh, where we talked about a variety of things, including the TV special Strong Kids, Safe Kids, mm-hmm. starring Henry Winkler and John Denver. Nope, John Ritter. And, and Baby Pac-Man. And Baby Pac-Man. That is not made up. That is actually true. So and Fonzie. Many, and Fonzie. Who is different than Henry Winkler yeah. in this particular special. And Chris yeah. Wallace, son of Mike Wallace. That's right, that's right. And the honk. The honk lady. Yep. There was a puppet. We learned that there are three kinds of touches. This so, we know. Yeah. So this is a, a, a TV special or like VHS special that you watched as a child. And, and a lot of people did not believe actually existed when you told them about it because it's so weird. But it's on YouTube now. So proof has been obtained. There's a song that says Volva. Volva. It also teaches you that both boys and girls have breasts. Which that is not is, which, which Roy Moore would probably object to. It would God made us different? He gave breasts to women for honking. What was it? Both boys and girls have breasts. They're found upon your chests and grow to different sizes. I mean, anus. <laughs> That's how the song yes, continues. It does. It moves on to uh, it, I, it anus. A useful thing indeed. Anus. Provides relief in time of need. All people have an anus, so no matter what you've heard, remember that anus is the proper word. Anus is not the proper word for anything. Vulva. What girls have down below. Vulva. When she's naked, it will show. That's a promise. Every girl has a vulva. So no matter what you've heard... I mean, not not every girl has a vulva. Oh, I, well, I guess that's a very biological uh, approach to gender, isn't it? It certainly is. Mm. Penis. What boys have down in front. Penis. Fits neatly in the... No, wait. I can't remember the actual words. Yeah. Oh, that's the word, though it seems blunt. Every boy has a penis. Not true. So no matter what you've heard... Remember that penis is the proper word. word. Those are the words. And here are the turds. (laughs) For private parts. Good. Uh, Yeah, also in the news last week, Canada's Conservative Party no longer opposes gay marriage, so that's nice. Uh, In Australia, the Labour Party opposes opposes a plebiscite, Mm -hmm. opposes the plebiscite. And the Liberal Party wants it. They're still heading towards that plebiscite. God damn it. And uh, Judge Roy Moore. Oh, we talked about Judge Roy Moore last week. God damn that man. That's what his wife says. <laughs> no, she wants God to lift him up where he belongs. We also talked about... She wants him to die. Like, yeah. Is this a, like the Supreme Court in heaven? He'll be yes. sitting in robes in heaven. Mm-hmm. But black that robes. is truly the Supreme Court. Oh, yes. Is there any higher court in the land? Uh, They're sitting on clouds strumming harps. Well, I don't know. I mean, marijuana's legal here in Washington. That's the highest court in the land. Whoa, we joke. <laughs> sure. Uh, what else we talk? Oh, we also talked. It's the anniversary. It was some other anniversaries last week of Massachusetts's buggery law. Oh, I so, missed the buggery yeah, stuff. Remember? That was good. That was good. I lo- I do. I miss the buggery every day. Mm. You got buggery today. I yeah, but <laughs> several hours ago. <sighs> I have a I have, my meter runs down. I know. Uh, so uh, 1697 was Massachusetts's first buggery law. And then going back even further, 1610 was Virginia's uh, sodomy law. Mm -hmm. Virginia was quite a mess uh, when it was founded. Uh, There was cannibalism. 
and lots of people died, and they tried to get everybody back into shape by imposing, among other things, uh, a ban on sodomy. Hmm. How'd that go? I, I mean, honestly, I would have thought that the cannibalism would be worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seemed to go pretty well, actually. They, they actually Virginia continued to be a thing, so I don't know whether it's the ban on sodomy or uh, having food to eat uh, suddenly when a new supply ship arrived. But between those two things, Virginia survived. Hmm. If you can call that living. Hmm. I wonder how they found the the labor to make their colony thrive. It's yeah. <laughs> they must have been Miraculous. very industrious. They must have busy, 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 hmm. especially with all those mint juleps. <laughs> I like when I make you laugh and you sound like a chicken. Uh, and, and now, once again, I'm uh, having difficulty finding a pivot and podcast, a, a podcast pivot, a transition, a segue to the other thing that I wanted to mention, which is, oh. uh, hey, everybody, The Sewers of Paris, my other podcast, my good podcast, is up for a podcast award. So if you enjoy listening to this show, boy, oh, boy, you really enjoy listening to my good show, The Sewers of Paris, and maybe you'd consider voting for a podcast award, voting for it in the podcast awards in the GLBT category. But how do they do it? You go to podcast awards dot com you vote for the sewers of paris in the glbt category and you can do it once per day every day from now until june 12th oh for christ's sake that's so hard what if they just want to click on something and have it be all set up for them how on earth could they find a link to that you could go to sewersofparis.com and i also daily send out reminders on twitter so if you follow me on twitter you can follow at matt baum and i'll have a link there Uh, you can see a video that i made with the delightful steve kometko who was on an episode and another with the delightful scott duff who was on another episode uh, Steve, you might know from E! Entertainment Television, he was uh, one of the first out, I might have been the first out news person on on TV. I can't think of anybody who came before him. But anyway, he came out in the 1990s, and uh, we talked all about his time at E! and celebrities and stuff like that. So you can listen to his episode of Sewers of Paris, and uh, if you go to my Twitter feed, which is at Matt Baum, you can see a little link, or you can see a little video of him reminding you to vote in the podcast awards. I believe J. Alfred Muggs was the first out newscaster. Was that a dog? It sounds like a dog. I might have the name wrong. Uh, no, I'm thinking of Muttley. He was not a newscaster. He's, of all the things to make sure we're factually accurate about on this show... That's, I'm not interested in the, uh... In the Mormons, and the marriage, and the Moors. You just want to make sure we've got J. Alfred Prufrock? What's his name? I we- conflated poor J. Alfred Prufrock and J. Fred Muggs. J. Fred Muggs. He was the, the first. Name. He was the first out newscaster. Was he really? Uh huh. When was that? Uh, started in 1953 and wrapped up his run in 1957. Are you kidding me? Really? How have I never heard of this guy? I don't know. He's a really important newscaster. What did he newscast? Uh, he was on the Today Show. He's one of the anchors. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Wow! I didn't have any idea. J. Oh. Fred Muggs. I should get him on the show. Uh, I'm not sure if he'd be the most communicative. Oh, is he the strong, silent type? <laughs> One might say. <laughs> oh, what's the matter? Cat got your tongue? Uh, it's possible. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I look forward to meeting J. Fred Muggs in the Supreme Court in Heaven. He would be a better appointee than Roy Moore. He probably would be. So, listeners, uh, vote for the Series of Parachute Podcast Award. You can find me at Matt Baum on Twitter to find links to the podcast awards. So you can just clicky-click and vote and vote and vote once a day, just like you should be voting in the presidential election uh, as many times as you possibly can. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. For voting me. for J. Fred Muggs. J. Fred Muggs, yeah, the famous dog 
uh, who's, uh, no, no, that's Muttley. The, the last episode that, that you posted two weeks ago had a lot of animal sounds. This one had the flying fish with the mustache. It's got your Kegel and Frusco. I don't know it's how got, uh, I'm going to... The yeah. cat grabbing J. Fred Mugg's tongue. I look forward to editing this episode. Can you believe I edit these episodes? But I do. <laughs> and uh, finding a, a title for this episode, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's probably going to involve a fish or, or a butthole. Maybe the title should just be, This is a Butthole. <laughs> And it's in reference to Judge Roy Moore. Rim shots from Gabe Kaplan. Rim shots from Gabe Kaplan. Oh, I think that's it. That's well, got a certain poetry. Kind it's of. an iambic pentameter. Just like what were you telling me was an iambic pentameter? Uh, your mouth. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Uh, do leave me some feedback uh, if you have thoughts on today's episode. Remember, that's at Matt Baum on Twitter. You can also leave a review on the show on iTunes. You can get my book, Defining Marriage, which is all about some serious stories about marriage equality. That's on Amazon, Defining Marriage. You can leave a review of the book there as well. It's true. Real heroes instead of this bullshit. Yes. And uh, yeah, until next time, by the power vested in me by the internet, I now pronounce this podcast over. Overwatch. I'm over it. Oh.